What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Omra Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Manny, and as always, I'm here with the whole team today, actually. So not as always, but what a lovely <laughs> occasion this is. Welcome, Hi. team. What's up? How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday. I'm a little... I'm still a little bummed about the uh, the outcome of uh, of the big game, as they say, the on Super Sunday. Bowl. Uh... Still a little bummed. A little bummed. We we carry on, you know. We carry on. We carry on. Yeah, know? I don't really care. Well, <laughs> yeah, must, must be must must be great to live through life without a care in the world, Matt. Yeah. Must be must be great. Yeah, living with a some people spoon in your mouth. Some people have a heart, Matt. All right. Okay. He's getting yeah. fired up like it's Revolver also. And my heart all over is with again. Tom Brady, damn it. Our hearts I just like how shaped. that one guy got seriously injured and they were like, oh, he has a head injury. And then they never mentioned it again the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, no, he was knocked out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Died. Yeah, he clearly. Was, but they didn't want to admit it. Because <laughs> they didn't want everything to be like, oh, no, this guy got a concussion at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah his, his brain is probably soup right now if we're being yeah. honest yeah it's like scrambled eggs in there this guy in uh, korea marathoned gaming for 20 hours and couldn't oh, and get up to go up. to the bathroom so they called yeah the ambulance and he was shouting i want to finish my game as they dragged him away that that's like me when i'm uh, streaming the witcher i can't get up to go to the bathroom <laughs> well folks for today's episode we have some exciting things to talk about we're going to kick it off with another session of everyone's favorite game show get to know a gamer and for this edition we have the whole team here with us so we have christine we have Matto, we have other matt we have steve it's like it's gonna be a lovely game again i'm not sure who the show host is this time yeah, uh, we'll have either. to wait and see he, he, <laughs> he was supposed to be here already he's about a half hour late well matt in, do? in your defense you're actually never here for any of the games so uh i'm the he's middle man. The door. yeah he sets it up so the world may never know. I have to bring right. in the crowds. I have to manage everything, you know? Right, right. So that'll be a lot of fun. And um, in the spirit of St. Valentine's Day, I believe the uh, the get-to-know-a-gamer questions will be romance-related. And in a similar vein, the topic of the podcast is video game date night. So what we're going to do, uh, we're going to go around the group here, and we are going to set up a video game date. So we're going to pick two people, put them together, and we're going to talk about what a date night might look like. For those is two. it just people because like what if you wanted to throw a certain hedgehog into the mix <laughs> it doesn't have to be people just two video game characters you know okay, it's 2018 right. love sure. is love just making sure you know we I mean? knew what was going on here but you know guys before we get to any of that let's keep the house first up on housekeeping as always follow us on social media we are at Omra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Omra gaming on the Instagram. We also have a discord now. We've been talking about it an awful lot, but damn, is it, is it great? You know, our discord server is open to the public. Have fun, join us unless you're racist, but you can find the discord invite link in our Twitter bio. So check it out there. Um, like I said last week, we have a lot of fun with some with some great folks having conversations all day, all night. The party don't stop. Next up on housekeeping, we're all over Twitch. So we're streaming almost every day of the week, and the streaming schedule goes a little bit like this. On Monday, we have our good friend Matt playing The Witcher 3, so join him for the witching hour. On Tuesday, we have Matt O playing a whole bunch of cool shit. What are you playing these days, Matt O? Uh, well, right now I'm trying out a new little uh, segment. Uh, I don't have a full title yet, but I just uh, have a temporary one just called Steam Roulette, where I'm basically just going to ask anyone in the Discord. Uh, I'm just going to throw out like a recommendation 
mostly like to say, oh, uh, whoever says this le says a letter first, I'll pick a game that begins with that letter. Then I'll want something on my Steam library that's been neglected or just never installed. I'll pick it. I'll play it. We'll see what happens. Most likely, <laughs> I'll never play it again. But you never know. Yeah, join Matt on Tuesdays for a little game of Twitch Roulette. He'll play whatever you want him to play. And then on Wednesdays, join our good, good friend Steve for What's in the Tomb Wednesdays with Tomb Raider. And then on Thursdays, we have yours truly. I'm playing a lot of things right now. I'm going to go with Monster Hunter for now. That may change by the time Thursday rolls around. Uh, and then on Sunday nights, folks, we have Community Game Night. So we'll be playing some games from Jackbox. We might be playing some Cards Against Humanity. Just all sorts of fun with all sorts of folks. And who hosts that, Manny? And that's hosted by none other than Christine. She's a lovely community host, so join <laughs> us for you. that. Uh, next up on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at Insert Coin Clothing. If you want to look good while you play good games, then check out Insert Coin Clothing. They have all sorts of really great gear for all sorts of really great occasions. Uh, I rave about them all the time. I've placed an order. They are en route, as they say in France. PlayStation socks. They're super oh. super fucking cute and like steve said i'm gonna be the fancy guy at the party that plays video games on top of that our listeners our readers and our supporters get an exclusive 15 percent off deal so go to insertcoinclothing.com put some of those playstation socks in your bag and when you're checking out use the code ombra 18 ic for 15 percent off that purchase uh that code does not apply to items that are already on sale or bundled items you know what is good last up on housekeeping Folks, we have a phone number now. I don't know if you knew that, and I think you should call us. So give us a call. Uh, share your thoughts, whether it's about a podcast or an article, you just want to talk shit. Give us a call, and you might be featured in an article or on the podcast. And as always, don't call if you're racist. If you want to give us a call and chat with us, that number is 347-509-5620. And guess what? What? Fourth week in a row, we have a voicemail. Oh, so this voicemail, if I'm not baby. mistaken, is once again our friend Reese from Massachusetts. Hey, Umbra Kateers, this is Reese calling again, this time about your reviews episode. And uh, I have a mini rant for you guys. I got to say, my, my cheeks were clenched the entire episode, but fortunately, nobody made a case or supported the idea of objective reviews. And this is one of my big peeves when it comes to reviews, and uh, I've seen it in video games, in board games, in uh, beer reviews, in pretty much everything, this idea that reviews should be subjective, but they can't be, but you should try to be as objective as possible. No, you should give your opinion in a review. So nice work, guys, not going down that road to anyone else out there thinking of doing reviews. Don't strive for objectivity. Tell us what you think. All right, thanks. Keep up the good work, guys. Aw, thank you, Reese. That's good. Another great call from Reese. I also yeah. love the fact that he referred to us as Ombra Kateers. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> I thought we were trying to make Ombre's stick. I think we were too, but it I, like we tried for a day and it we didn't stuck. really try hard. If we're being honest, but anyways, back to that voicemail. That was actually a great point because it reminded me of what I was talking about in the sense where I said you should look for people who review games in the same type of category that you would play because they'd be more likely to be able to tell you what is good or bad for your style of gameplay. And I agree, because you need that uh, that piece of someone's opinion in, in the article, because these writers, they have a personality. They have a sense of what games they like to play, what games they don't like to play. Like I said you know, last week, 
if I played Dark Souls and wrote a review on it, it'd be a pretty negative review, I'd imagine, because I wouldn't have any fun with it. Whereas Manny, you go write a review, it's going to be completely different. So I do think you need that opinion in it because it allows gamers and readers of reviews to actually gravitate more towards people who share the same style of um, genre interest as the one who like as, as like us seeking out games and if i'm somebody that listens to like your reviews steve i know that you like this these kinds of games from perhaps these studios and these publishers etc so if i can relate to your play style and the kind of shit that you're into and you say dark souls sucks then i'm not gonna go play dark souls you know and so i think creating like having that honest opinion not really trying to be totally unbiased um, but also leveraging the context that you have hopefully built as a reviewer. I think all of that stuff is is golden. If we wanted to go after the tween community, we could call ourselves Ombrats. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who works in a middle school, please know. So yeah, thanks again for calling in, Reese. Longtime yeah. supporter of the podcast. Thank we you, Reese. We appreciate it, man. Much, much love. And that's it. That's it for housekeeping. So the house is nice and clean. Let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite game show, Get to Know a Gamer, Valentine's Day edition. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Gamer, also known as G2CAG. I'm your host, Gregory Finkelstein, filling in for Marty Redenbacher, filling in for Larry Rutabaga, filling in for Matt Pat, who's sick with the flu, and this is the game show in which I ask in-depth questions to our panel of contestants so that you, our listeners at home, can learn more about each person. In honor of Valentine's Day, today's our Cupid's Court edition, and we have the whole team here, so let's get to know a gamer. Our first game is called Aphrodite's Alternate. I will give you the name of a famous couple, and you each will have to replace one member of that couple with a better video game character alternative. Whoever comes up with the best alternative wins the round of Aphrodite's Alternate. The famous couple that we will be going with today for all contestants is Abraham Lincoln and Mary Todd. You can replace <laughs> Oh god. You can replace okay. either of those figures with a video game character alternative. Oh my god. All right, let's see who our contestants picked for their Aphrodite's alternate. A reminder that they have to replace either Abraham Lincoln or Mary Todd. Let's start with Steve. I am replacing Mary Todd with the boss from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. <laughs> Why? Because, first of all, Abraham Lincoln ended slavery. Granted, a little bit of a gray area because they were using slaves to fight for, you know, whatever. Anyway. Hey, whoa, whoa, shh, 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 we don't, we don't talk about that now. <laughs> it wasn't in the history books. So he was at least trying to end some shit in the country. And the boss basically died being looked at as a defector so that way it could protect her country from trying to stop the big bad Russians and Volgan from having the nukes. So she sacrificed her own life for the good of, well, in her mind, the good of the, her country and the world. So I think those two would be a hell of a couple. All right. Our next Aphrodite's alternate, Mr. Matt O. Uh, I would pick Mercy from Overwatch. To replace who? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln or Mary Todd? No, to replace Mary Todd. That was mine. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? so many good reasons. <laughs> well, okay, Matt, oh, you give me your reason. For one, after uh, John Wilkes Booth comes in and shoots Lincoln oh in the head. Oh, my and then he And then he croaks. <laughs> All Mercy's got to do is res him. And guess what? 
Lincoln's back, baby. <laughs> Lincoln's back, baby. Also, Mary Todd Lincoln was like batshit crazy and <laughs> Mercy's like pretty chill and like she's like a sexy German lady. All right. Our next Aphrodite's alternate, Manny. All right. So I've already announced that mine was also Mercy. Yes. I'm going to go Do you with have a Mercy. backup gonna... or would you like to continue going with her? I'm going to go ahead and lock in Mercy. I'm going to offer some other alternatives. Okay. Uh, she's She's tall. That's all I got. That was super creative. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So my my main my main reason was obviously the fact that she could res Abraham Lincoln. Similarly, you know, the the Great Emancipator did end the Civil War, but a shitload of people died in the Civil War. I think she would have a lot of work to be done there as as you know, as a woman being known as the battlefield angel. Um, yeah, I also think that what he stands for is peace, unity, and you know her go-to famous phrase, "I will watch over you." Uh, I think resonates with Abraham Lincoln, and I think they would make a fantastic couple. I think their children would look weird, but that's besides the point. All right. Good reasons there. Uh, Our last Aphrodite's alternate, Christine. So I'm switching out Mary for uh, Avalon from Assassin's Creed Liberations, which was the one that took place in 18th century Louisiana in the bayou. And the reason why is because the whole focus of that game is about like breaking the chains of oppression and not just like with focusing on slavery, but also with, you know, the assassins fighting against, uh, I forget, like Abstergo, the, I forget what they're actually called. I haven't played the game. No, that's right. Abstergo. Yeah. And she's a badass assassin. So she'd be able to protect him. They both have the same ideals in that they believe everyone's equal and they would be fighting together for this new homeland and not let a like Matt said, not let all that reconstruction shit happen. <laughs> Maybe things would be a little bit better. Well, very uh, interesting answers. Let's see what the judges are giving me. Write a five, a 7.2. A Russian judge is giving a three. Oh, no. So it looks like due to the creativity score, Christine and Steve are going to take that round and receive rigged each I was a little worried after the Russian score. I took a shot at him. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And receive each 12 happy hearts. So keep those happy hearts on you. Our second game is called Vixen's Vengeance. I'm going to give each of you a scenario in which you need to decide if you'd seek vengeance or you'd give forgiveness. If you wanted to murder your ex, how would you do it? (laughs) All right. Real feel good. Matt O., Uh, The scenario is your long-term friend tells you that they no longer wish to be your friend because you're annoying. Do you seek vengeance or give forgiveness? I have a question for the show host. It's not your turn. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I think I would seek vengeance because uh, I would say, well, oh, oh, I'm the annoying one, and it's not like... I haven't been putting up with that shit for years. <laughs> Keeping quiet. Ooh. Not saying nothing. <laughs> putting on a putting on a laugh. Taking it on the chin. Oh. And only to find out I'm the one who's annoying. Okay. <laughs> All right, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your Yeah, what? <laughs> Steve, your lover tells you they wish you didn't smell like a rancid kangaroo carcass. Vengeance or forgiveness? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with forgiveness because, I mean, if I were to oh. have smelled like that, that'd be an offensive odor. So, yeah, I should clean my shit up. 
That's an honest <laughs> answer. Very nice. Uh, Christine, yeah. you're ghosted and rescheduled on by your good friend three times in a row with little to no explanation. Vengeance or forgiveness? Um, You know what? Probably vengeance. Like I, I wouldn't go out of my way to be nasty to them. But I'd say, you know what? If you're not putting in the effort, I won't put in the effort either. So whenever you're ready to hang out, just let me know. That's some real talk. Manny. You just say, use a bitch and I ain't. <laughs> that's the move right there Manny your lover tells you that you're too short vengeance or forgiveness <laughs> well you're really making me think here because this has definitely never happened I'd like to clarify for our listeners at home I'm six foot one so um, <laughs> so okay hang on I'm sorry She she's breaking up with me because I'm too short uh, no this just tells you you're too short this scenario I gave you the scenario you can answer it or not um (laughs) well like i don't like we're eating breakfast and she's just like (laughs) you're too short you can imagine the scenario however you'd like forgiveness because uh yeah i mean i would ask i would have some questions uh but yeah i mean forgiveness i'm i'm if she thinks i'm too short i'm too short okay sweden given a seven germany uh 8.2 north korea giving it a 10 amazing (laughs) So it looks like Steve and Christine take home that round and win 41 lover quarrels each. All right, it's a tie game going into the final round. And remember, points are quadrupled in the final round, so anyone can win. (laughs) Our final round is called Lover's Paradise. You each need to come up with the worst place in a video game to make love with someone else. The worst place in a video game? Yes. Why is it called Lover's Paradise? <laughs> because it's the opposite. <laughs> it's ironic. Got it. All right. So each contestant has come up with the worst place in a video game to make love to someone else. Let's start with Christine. So in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, there is a part. I get uh, spoilers if you haven't played it. There is a part in the game where they you stink. go. They <laughs> stink. There's a part in the game where um, you go to, like, this alien home base to get to a vault. And the atmosphere is very creepy. And these, they're called guardians. These creatures that attack you on sight are absolutely horrifying. They have, like, kind of like Scyther, like the Pokemon, kind of arms, elongated necks, and really terrifying faces. And I'm personally, like, really scared of alien life forms. So for me, <laughs> that would be the worst place to have any sort of That's romantic That's pretty, pretty bad. Also, if you I'm, do anything with making necks longer, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. So for me, that would be, like, a, a nightmare. I That would be terrible. <laughs> All right. Next is Manny. There is a, there's a level in uh, Wolfenstein 2. Matt, you're familiar with this. Where you're in, uh, you're in a house. Spoilers. Where, well, actually, Steve, you haven't played this game, so I won't do. I won't spoil this for you. I honestly just don't give a shit. Just say what you have to say. All right. So there's a level in uh, Wolfenstein Two where you, uh, it's actually your childhood home. You shoot your father, or no, I'm sorry. You, I think you stab him in the head with an axe, uh, and then a giant Nazi mech picks the wooden house up by its foundation. Uh, and the house is like kind of sideways and you're jumping from platform to platform while shooting out a bunch of Nazi robots. And um, I think I died. What was the count on that, Matt? It was like 33 40 or four something. times. I don't know. 
I yeah. stopped counting. Just logistically, it seems like a really difficult place to make love. Um, you know, splinters, uh, gravity is kind of messing with you there. Not to mention, mention Nazi robots. Just seems like a lot going on. Um, mm. I wouldn't want to uh, to make love there. Not a good bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up for Lover's Paradise is Matt O. All right. For mine, uh, I went with the Asylum from Outlast. Oh, good lord. That game terrified me. Repugnant, disgusting, just awful. <laughs> like, you can almost smell how bad it is. Like, Ew. just by looking at it, you can almost smell. Also, like, not a lot of light. Is. Well, I mean, the one thing it has going for it, it's very dim, so the, the mood lighting's been set. <laughs> Unfortunately, every square inch is covered in filth and what, is, uh, what it has to be feces uh. <laughs> everywhere. It's populated by screaming lunatics, most of whom are naked. Steve, your lover's paradise pick. My lover's paradise pick is a level in Hitman, but it's not a well-known level. It's actually, um, it's kind of, I guess it's a modded level, I guess you could say. Um, it's from our good friends at Sasquatch Armada, and especially uh, Caleb. <laughs> it's uh, called the Boy Pit, and uh, <laughs> it's a pit filled with dead boys. And it's literally filled floor to ceiling, so I feel like being it's in a, a very pit, small no. bathroom, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, because he strips them all, too. So Also, I'd, li- I'd like to clarify, I think in the game, uh, they are actual men. We just yes. refer to it. Uh, respectfully as the boy pit. But either way, it's not a place you want to have sex. No. Shout out to Caleb Latois for the uh, the genius of the boy pit. <laughs> Alrighty, and the judges are giving me the bell that that is the end of Lover's Paradise. And it looks like Steve and Matt O have won that round with seven earthly delights. This so means... I'm the only one that didn't get any hearts or something? <laughs> this yeah. means... This game. This means... That this year's Valentine's Vandal is Steve. Steve, you're paying him off. I know it. You know it. <laughs> Steve's really good at G2K. I'm just very good at yeah. how, how many Bitcoin are you giving Matt? <laughs> Manny, remember, you're the two-time defending fl- Faker Flop champion. So, I, you, I mean, oh, that's you forget. True. You forget. Everyone has their strengths. That's all. I'm Gregory Finkelstein. And on behalf of all the staff here at Get to Know a Gamer, thanks for watching. Remember... Please spay or neuter your pets and like and subscribe. Thank you so much, Gregory. What a what a gentlemanly and uh, and generous show host you are. Uh, well, folks, I hope you enjoyed. Get to know a gamer. Uh, always fun. Such a such a fun rotating cast of show hosts that I I never know who who will walk in this door next. Uh, much like that pawn shop show. Um, <laughs> isn't that the thing they say? So. Uh, or you never yeah something like that yeah so at this point we are gonna go ahead and let christine and Matto go matt's gonna go stream go watch him everyone who's listening live <laughs> all around the world <laughs> well christine matt it's been lovely having you as always and we'll talk to you guys soon all righty bye well folks and then there were three so moving on to the topic of the pod uh again in the spirit of saint valentine's day what we're going to do is we're going to go around the group here and we are going to set up a video game date night. So there are two people, male or female, 
We uh, also didn't we didn't rule out headshots. Non-humans. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to go around the group here, and we're going to set up a video game date. So we are going to choose two video game characters, human or not, and we're going to send them on a date. And we're going to describe where they went, what they did, what they might have eaten, um, what the conversation might have been like. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll uh, get creative. So let's go ahead and get started. Who would like to go first? Steve would like to go first is what I heard. Well, the way I understood it, we're doing like a power couple date night. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, not maybe not necessarily a power couple per se, but just one that you would find interesting. So I settled on Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn and John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Oh, <laughs> I like that couple. <laughs> because so good. I'm I think into the, it. the absurdity of the time gap between the two... <laughs> where he was like alive at basically you know like the turn of the 20th century and before that and then she's just so far in the future where she doesn't know anything really of the she she barely knows anything of like the more recent past in her world she definitely doesn't know anything about what's going on in the late 1800s early 1900s so i picture them going out on a date and because in his time like the woman stays at home she does like chores and everything like that where the man goes out and he, he you know he does ranching and all that stuff and aloy is one of the most independent and yeah. confident female characters i've ever played in a video game just the dynamic of those two interacting would be absolutely hilarious like he goes to pay with like whatever gold coins he has and then she goes to pay with like metal shards and i just picked them at like a chili's and the waitress is like, well, you know, we, we don't take metal shards. I don't know what you expect me to do with those. And Aloy's just like, well, you can actually craft them and make, like, a cool little, like, weapon. You can shoot, like, thunder jaws with it. And, again, the Chili's waitress is like, well, again, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck is a thunder jaw? That doesn't exist. And Aloy's like, trust me, you'll see. And then, you know how at all these mainstream chain restaurants, they have those little tablets now? So you can just basically yeah. pay without actually having to interact with the waitress. She would just be terrified of it. She'd be like, I don't trust that machine. It's like, it's probably going to steal my identity or it's probably going to come up and kill me. And John Marston's like, what the fuck is the screen that you can touch? He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what any of that stuff is. He shows up on a horse and she's riding like one of those like robot horses. But what makes yeah. them great is I bet they would be fantastic hunting partners. And that's, that's where they bond. They'd go hunting and she'd be like, you know, it's not as bad when you're just hunting like deer and you're not hunting, you know, just giant mechanical bears that explode yeah. and just shoot fire at you or bellowbacks who also shoot fire or frost, depending on the type of bellowback. So she'd be cool with that because, like, this is much easier to hunt. And he's just like, yeah, these deer are much more tame than, like, the buffalo I was getting stampeded on back in uh, the old Red Dead. I would like to see him go to her time and and she and he be put in the, like, I don't know anything position. He would immediately take out a gun and fucking shoot himself. Well, no, she would show him, but because they have very similar game mechanics because uh, Aloy can slow down time with her bow and John Marston can do the the basically X marks the spot shot where he can just shoot a bunch of things at once. They would yeah, be perfect. Eye. Yeah. Two of the best sharpshooters in, in video game history with these two. I actually like that couple a lot. Yeah, I think the initial interaction would be one of the funniest things you'd ever witness because you'd be like, oh, well, my lady. And she'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Open it. I, I can own my own door. And then she'd be like, I can also cook my own fucking food because I just hunted that food. I skinned that food. <laughs> and then she's like, do you need... I have metal shards. Do you need me to help pay the bills? And he's like, what the fuck are metal shards? He's like, I have these 
golden kind of crusted coins. I would I really like the chili scene. I think setting them up and then they get the bill and they like very cordially decide to split it yeah. and then the waitress comes up and on the little on the little tray where the bill sits is like a stack of doubloons and a stack of metal shards. <laughs> she's like, "What the fuck? Am I she's like, do with this?" She's like, "I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you to leave." <laughs> that was a good one. I like that a lot, especially sitting there. Yeah, that was a really good one. I think it's fantastic. Matt, why don't you go next? Okay, so I'm going with uh, my first person is Devram K from Destiny Two. He's the guy in the European Dead Zone who gives you quests and stuff, and he sits on that second level of that church tower kind of sounds like sean connery a little bit he yeah yes he's got a <laughs> uh permanent five o'clock shadow he enjoys good with a sniper rifle he's he is a sniper he's great with a sniper he uh also enjoys tea and just reminiscing about the old times um he's also one of the only non-guardian quest givers in that game fun fact so he's a badass human my other character is from the League of Legends universe. Uh, I know where this is going. And his name is Varus, and he is three people in one. So, <laughs> so he is a gay couple who they were defending their uh, region, Ionia, from Noxus, which are sort of like the bad guys, I guess, uh, in League of Legends. And... Uh, one of them gets injured, so the other one carries him into this temple because he thinks the magical powers of the temple will help heal his lover. And instead, this ancient bow, which was buried deep in the tunnel, corrupts both of them and merges their like beings with the bow's evil like presence. It's called Darkin, and so now it becomes this one like insanely good archer who's also insanely attractive for like a half demon, half human thing made of um, three, three beings made of three beings. So the two guys are still alive and present within, uh, and they, they all sort of shuffle to try and get in control of that. Varus, sounds like a being. crazy date already. Yo, that's why I picked it. Cause I thought it'd be insane. So I know where they would go. Is this they a first date? This sounds like a yeah. lot for a first date, <laughs> but the thing is Devram K is like super polite. Yeah, and I think that Devram K could be the person to like raise the goodness out Tame of them. Yeah, Varus. So they would go to this bar, which uh, I know there's one in Brooklyn, and there's also one in Austin. Of course, those are the two places where this place exists. And the one in Brooklyn I know is called Kick Axe Throwing, and it's a bar where you can get drinks, but also throw axes at targets what and play various fuck? games. So that's their first date. They're going to go to this axe throwing bar. They're both proficient in ranged weaponry. So there'd be some banter and competition going on. They'd get some beers. They'd hang out. Varus would reveal his deepest, darkest secrets, i.e. that he's a demon man. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Devram K would then follow it up with a cup of tea. And they'd have a little chat. Damn, that's good. I feel like Devrim would would be really thrown off by the whole tri-person demon thing at first, but he would be very polite about it. But then as they got progressively more drunk throughout the night, like they would just become like really happy and just like have a dope night. It would and, like, get I... erotic quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one a lot. So I had a I was going back and forth between a bunch of different options, but I landed on 
Young Solid Snake. So I'm saying like Metal Gear Solid One and Genji. You're right. That's a perfect <laughs> one. A, a young Solid Snake. So like Metal Gear Solid One or Twin Snakes, and then I would go with Diva uh, from Overwatch. And interesting. The, she's the a reason, pop star. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, she's a she's a professional gamer, and so I think the reason I chose that is because in classic early kojima style and classic solid snake style he kind of questions everything um but he questions everything in a very obvious and kind of stupid way um yep. and, and so if you if you look at like metal gear solid one when metal gear rex shows up uh he announces very uh astutely uh a metal gear and he's like all surprised and it's like yeah i'm looking at it too snake i'm surprised but like you, you don't have to announce it he says metal gear no less than six thousand times in the game it's true it's true and like when he does see the hind d the russian gunship he's all like what's russian gunship doing here and so like he likes to be like very he, he comes off as kind of thick a surveillance for, for being camera? Such an, yeah like for being someone who's such an adept soldier he comes off as kind of a dumbass and as you know diva operates in a mech you know she drives it around and i think that would really throw off solid snake i think he would feel very threatened by it and he would probably be like what's a pink mech with a bunny logo on it and a beautiful woman doing here and she's like i'm your first date uh and they would inevitably go to dave and busters and i think diva would be really good at the game because she is a professional gamer and i think throughout the night snake would just be consistently questioning everything well what if they played time crisis i feel like he'd be pretty good at time crisis he would be pretty good at time crisis that's true yeah i mean like he's a soldier but she's also a professional gamer um so i think put him in a time crisis it's bound to be a good time and then i think I think they would skip dinner. They're just going to. They're just getting drinks. They're getting hammered at Dave and Buster's, <laughs> and they're just playing a bunch of fucking games. I think he would order. I don't know. I I, I want to say he would order like an American beer. I want. I, I was gonna say bourbon, but he's not like that. Mm. He's not like. I would bet everything I own on him being an alcoholic with cheap domestic beer. He lived in yeah. like Alaska for so long. Like, before Metal Gear Solid 1, he was just like, I'm retired, living in Alaska. Yeah, I can't come out of retirement, and then he does. Uh, <laughs> Diva would definitely order probably some kind of, like, really pink and fruity martini type thing, because um, it's sort of her style. Also, one of the things that is incredibly obvious to anyone who has played, uh, especially Metal Gear Solid 1, is how awkward uh, Snake is uh, sexually. <laughs> He's he's really intimidated by sexuality and he reacts to it like a fourteen year old boy just, would. Just the psycho oh mantis. The psycho mantis yeah. thing alone is plenty. Is all you need to know. Yeah, and like in a in a you know, and for example, in, in one of the levels, like he identifies a female disguised as a guard by looking at her butt, and he makes like a couple awkward sexual jokes, and then the camera like clearly kind of catches him like checking Meryl out at a couple points. Uh, I think he's very conflicted about like what is is right sexually but he always lands on the wrong side of the fence like he just makes stupid comments and like it's like eh, i don't know how i feel about this whereas diva is like flirtatious and bubbly and all over the place and she wears a skin tight suit so i don't know i think it would i think it would result in a pretty in a pretty fun night i wouldn't want to be in that date i wouldn't want to be a third wheel but i would want to be at dave and busters kind of watching it go down i think i think if i was there with you steve We'd probably have a good time watching that date happen. Um, Would Diva be in her mech or out of her mech? 
she would arrive in her mech and then like backflip out of it in a really like I feel like that would give him PTSD. Like if she showed up I, oh in her God, mech, he'd be like, "Whoa, Metal Gear!" Exactly. It would it would it would kind of fuck with him. Uh, he's kind of a damaged human being. He's a damaged man. Well, again, he's a clone, uh, so yeah. Is yeah, he three people in one? He's not, but he's like, I don't know, something, something nanobots. You know, the the story kind of got twisted somewhere along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was his brother or maybe it was like him in the future. If you really want to break face. down. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Yeah. you're solid. So that's, uh, that's video game date night. I think out of all of these. I think Steve's was the best. Or will result in the most successful relationship. Oh, yeah. yeah I think because that, I, I think, think he... Again, the bonding over the hunting because he'd be like, "Holy shit!" Because just yeah. like take his mentality, he'd be like, "Oh wow, this girl can hunt," and then she'd be like, "Wow, this guy's not a useless piece of shit." Because she deals with a lot of useless pieces of shit in her world. <laughs> Although I feel like at first they would kind of be they would clash a little bit. Oh, they definitely would be a little bit untrusting. Oh, for sure, for sure. You'd be like, "You shouldn't be out but here. You should be folding my hats or whatever." I think they would bond over the Chili's pay by yourself thing because she would hate it, and he'd be like, "What is this?" And she'd be like, "This thing's the devil." And he's like, "Yeah, it looks like a shitty thing to use." He's like, "I want to give my gold to Blooms to the waitress as opposed to swiping them through this thing that's not reading them because they're not a credit card. They're gold to Blooms." She just sprinkles metal shards, and it just falls on the face of the card reader. <laughs> well, folks, I hope you enjoyed. The topic of the podcast as much as we did let us know who you would like to see go on a date with each other from the video game world we would love to hear from you and as always wherever you are wherever you're listening from we appreciate you and we will talk to you very soon Every right? time, man. You know, in G2K, that second round, all of them were made up, except for the one I did for Manny. <laughs> That's a real situation. Your lover tells you you're too short. Manny's 5'5", five five, everyone. He's really short. No! I'm just kidding. Can't wait for him to listen to this.